1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Embarrassment for Scotland and Kazakhstan As the national team slumps to a humiliating defeat A 3-0 loss on the night No positives to speak of So what next? Not only for the qualification campaign But for the manager's future I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Mark Wilson Well you're right Gordon We've just witnessed one of the worst If not the worst result in Scotland's history I thought it was an embarrassment from start to finish there was no positives, you're totally right There seems no passion in the players No quality from the players And I really wonder about our management situation as well I wonder if losing to a team 77 places below us In the opening game of a, a qualifying campaign That we were pretty hopeful that we might be decent I wonder if Alex McLeish can survive this tonight Because I think it is a horrendous result uh, in our history yeah, I think Alec comes under a lot of pressure now. It really does. That was there was no game plan, Gordon. Our defending was dreadful. Uh, midfield, we never get close at all. We never created really anything apart from Armstrong. But when you look back in that game for Scotland and our national team, it's a total embarrassment. Bad results happen. We accept that, but it's got to be the manner of it, Mark Wilson. I don't think anyone thought it was going to be easy, even though they're ranked below us. But my goodness, it, you know, even if it was stuffy and you get away with a, a one-goal victory, the very worst people were imagining that we'd have to take a point, and even that probably wouldn't yeah. have been acceptable. So not only to lose, but to lose in that manner. Where, where do you where do you go? Well, from Gordon, here? I was missing and everything, and the players have to take responsibility as well, but. Tactically as well, it, it was missing a lot. Now I looked at the I looked at the team at the start. I did worry about our back four and the lack of caps and the lack of experience. However, when we did go behind, there was it took too long to change things. When we did change it, I don't think they were the right changes. And then the the players, I mean, the players were going through the motions for so much of that, and it, it was almost like they didn't care. Now there's been many complaints about managers. In the past But i always seen a reaction from players And a willingness to get about the park Watching that today There didn't seem to be that There seemed to be an acceptance from players That Kazakhstan were the better team Now that can't be right These players are good players Players that play at a, higher, a very high level Here in Scotland and in England And for them to throw a performance like that in, I mean you've got to question The full thing that comes with it Management the, we heard guys on the TV saying how they they prepared the players and this was the best way. It certainly didn't look like that tonight. Well, that's the thing, Gordon. It's a performance so bad that we don't really need to worry ourselves about who in particular to blame because quite clearly there is a collective blame. You can only produce a result so bad if various people are not doing their jobs. Every single one, Gordon. Everybody's got to take responsibility for that tonight that's involved with the national team. From the coaching staff to the manager to the players, there were no fight. We don't we don't seem to have a leader just now. I know that Callum McGregor was given the the captaincy. I don't think Callum McGregor is a captain. I think he's a terrific football player. We don't have any characters. And as much as we'll go and we'll have a real dig at Alec McLeish, and Alec McLeish will know 
that he will be getting absolutely slaughtered, and rightly so. I think that Mark was saying there about we've got good players. I thought tonight, or this afternoon, I thought they were a total embarrassment. Even the, the defending for the goals were... Mm. Horrific, Gordon. It's it's you can't explain that performance. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That is the number you need tonight. We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB. I can't see much else being on the agenda other than that horrendous defeat in Kazakhstan. But a bit later on, you will have your chance to win five hundred pounds with the Stove Centre Glasgow. That would cheer you up. Mm. Oh, it certainly would. That certainly would. Got. I mean, Gordon mentions he had the defending. I think that's easy for everyone to see that. You know, the defensive side. As it's easy to pick that out. My my main concern, you know, after the goals, is going forward where we've got good players, good attacking players who've been in good form, but seem to have no idea what to do. Now, where does that come from? Players who are playing at high in confidence with a club sides all of a sudden don't know what to do going forward. That's a big worry for me. Let's hear from Alex McLeish. He says he's got no excuses, and it's one that he didn't enjoy watching from the touchline. It was horrible. Um, we we started bright, you know. Ollie Burke looked you know, a little bit up for it, and and a couple of times, sure Armstrong some penetrating runs in the early minutes, and then they hit us with two blockbusters, and um, it was really difficult. It was disappointing not to see a, a, a great reaction on that, but um, you know, at half time we tried to change a wee bit the system to, to see if it could just unsettle. Kazakhstan a little bit, but they 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 were first to the second balls. They were they looked very sharp on the night, and we unfortunately after a good start didn't get up to speed. We did speak very much about into out, not letting not leaving spaces between the defence, and we worked on it. And uh, unfortunately, it um, you know it never worked on the night. So, um, you know, there's, there's absolutely no danger. We never warned them about the balls inside. Right, let's do it. 01419511025. Josh is first up tonight. Sum it up for us, Josh. Blockbusters. Guy, you've had me on a few times, and I'm usually a bit of a joker and up for a bit of banter, but not tonight. Oh, okay. I've been following Scotland home and away since I was old enough to do so, and tonight is the worst I've ever felt following Scotland. I've got four points to make, and I'll make it succinctly if you let me. Number one, Graham Shinney. If I never see him in a Scotland jersey again, it'll be too soon. Before the game, I said to my mates, Graham will give us seven out of ten easy. He's an embarrassment. If you're a football purist, every single goal came directly from him. He'd done absolutely nothing, and he deserved to go down in history as a national humiliation. Number two, Liam Palmer. Don't be surprised if you don't see him in a Scotland jersey ever again. Every pass, every tackle was awful. For the 90 minutes, minutes he was post-missing. Absolute garbage. Number three, Alec McLeish. Regardless of the result on Sunday, I want him sacked on Monday. We came out at half-time, at 2-0 down, and he made zero subs, elected to move to a 4-4-2 diamond, where the width was to come from Palmer and Shinney, the worst players on the park. What was he thinking starting the untested Liam Palmer? The, the nil four against Albania has glossed over a tenure that has been absolutely mediocre. I was all behind him before now, but after today, that's it. The team as a whole, number four, 
There is not one player who can hold their head below the ground after today. The only people I applaud are the 700 fans that made it to Astana. Moreover, I think the SFA should reimburse those fans the cost of their travel. I need, I need to wake up in 12 hours to try and get myself up for San Marino away. And I have to say, if there's anyone that wants to buy me out, then get in touch because I'm struggling to work up any appetite to get remotely up for this. Gordon Dale, do you fancy it? You, you want to go over? No, no, no. I'm, I'm like Josh. I wouldn't go near it, Gordon. Um, I've been discussed with what I've watched this afternoon. We'll go through a couple of Josh's points. Um, I said last week, I am not, and it's only opinions, Gordon. It's nothing against a witch hunt against a player. I am not a shinny fan. I do not know what he brings to, to football and Scottish football. He was dreadful at left back. Yes, he can have that little bit of excuses. He plays midfield with uh, Aberdeen, but he started at left back. He knows how to play the role. The two full backs were dreadful, absolutely dreadful. I thought the goal for the first, uh, the first one as well. I don't think the two centre halves covered their cell glory. I do agree with George. I think the team were woeful. But he, where I, I totally one million, one hundred percent with Josh here is. When you're losing 2-0 at half-time, you get in there as a strong leader, which Alex should be because he's got all the experience in the world, you must have a go at a couple and take a couple off and change a full tactic. Even just to send a message, just to, to, to shake you, something up you've at got the very to, least. You've got to, because he's right. There's 700 fans made that journey, spent all that money. Do something. Don't just change with James Forrest getting in and asking your two probably worst players in the park to go and get you back in mm. the game It's ridiculous Mark Wilson as a, a fullback yourself And I made this very clear earlier on So let's not blame everything on Graham Shinney You can only produce a result as embarrassing as that If loads of things go wrong It's clearly not only Graham Shinney's fault However, mm-hmm. as Josh mentions It's very difficult to watch all three goals yeah. back And blame anyone else I mean, yeah. everybody You know, you can always point to other areas in the pitch Where things could go wrong You can stop crosses coming in And mm. all the rest of it but he, he he had a major part in the undoing of the three goals. Yeah, I, Gordon, I do hate singling players out, but you're right. It's very difficult to watch that tonight and not single Graham Shinney out because they were that blatant down his side. The I mean, the first goal. You go through uh, them one by one. I mean, for, well, first and second, you have to have you have to get your distances right to your left sided centre half. And I think in the first two goals, they don't come about if Graham Shinney in the first goal. Is just in a few yards He deals with the ball perfectly And the second goal Now you've got to give credit To the Kazakhstan player Because it's a terrific pass However If Graham Shinney's in the right position Which is two yards To Graham Shinney's right The ball just goes to Graham Shinney's feet The guy can only play that pass Because he sees A glaring gap there Now Graham Shinney Has played left back On numerous occasions And at a good level For Aberdeen He should know that He's now been selected Albeit Through Kind of default At left back for Scotland Which means he still Should be a decent left back In his position And he's been caught out twice The third goal I think again Is unacceptable To drop your runner I mean McKenna does get out jumped But is that because of What's happening behind him? I'm going to hold my hands up People may disagree with me I I didn't think it was McKenna's fault No pressure on the cross A centre half McKenna's in the middle of his goals He's backpedalling And the guy The Kazakhstan striker Is running in off Graham Shinney Who's just thought I'll just leave this guy And hope my centre half deals with it Which is incredibly difficult to do 
So Graham Shinney again drops his runner. So three goals, and it's it's horrible singling out a player. You're right. There's many other culprits, but when the goals are that glaring against you, he's got to stand up and take responsibility for that. Thank you to Josh Very passionate opening call A lot of good points I think you will all agree Let's move on And quickly speak to Ryan and Hamilton Hi Ryan Hi uh, I'd just like to say Graham Finney Don't get me wrong Terrific player He brings energy And uh, passion Into the team But what was he He, was, he wasn't called up For his qualities At left back He's been called up Because he's a holding midfielder Who brings energy And fight and desire Into the team He's not Andy Halliday should, Andy Halliday Should have been brought in Cal McGregor, he's been playing there for Celtic when Kieran Tierney's been out sometimes. And he's not been bad in there. So I don't know why a player that's obviously not international level at left-back has been played there. Uh, Gordon, is Andy Haldy an international class left-back? No, sorry. Um, I think Ryan's kidding himself on there. Nothing against Andy Halliday. One, he's in, he's in the Rangers side at left-back because he has to be at times. He's fitted in there. He's actually a midfield player. Uh, I know what he's saying about Shinny, but Mark's right. Shinny's played there. And it's very easy to have a real dig at this guy tonight. Well, let's explore that a bit more, right? Because he has played there. But let's be under no illusions. He is a central midfielder now. You can, If you go over the last two or three seasons, an Aberdeen fan would be able to answer this more accurately. How many times has he really played at left back in the last two or three seasons? Yeah. So you might say he knows the position, but, it, but is is. Is it Alex McLeish's fault for, for putting him in there? I know. I, I think Graeme Shinney's in the squad because he's been decent centre midfield, but because he can cover. Option. Yeah, it gives you the option. Mm. I think he's there for worst case scenario. Now, worst case scenario was our two left backs, world class left backs, out injured. So it falls on worst case scenario. But the worst case scenario should still be good enough to plug those gaps and not perform like. Because I don't think Graeme Shinney's in the squad. He's ever going to get ahead of the, the midfielders we've got. In the no. Scotland squad I don't think he's ever Going to play Centre midfield for Scotland So I think he's in there For what happened tonight To play there But, but forget whether he can Play left back or not Mark The first goal for instance Right He tries to play The lad offside He steps forward When his two centre halves Are deeper than him That to me Is schoolboy Laziness Get yourself tucked in A little bit I said When I watched the pass From the lad For the, the, the second goal I thought that if I was a Scotland player, we would be clapping that for the Hibs. I thought it was a terrific pass. Shinny takes a wee bit of responsibility, people are saying. But his third goal sums him up completely to me. He's got to track the runner or tell McKenna that he's got a problem. But he does nothing. But it's not just about Shinny. I thought. I remember the I, point on last night's show coming up that if Shinny was to play left back, it might be a good thing that he's alongside McKenna because their club mates and the communication oh, will be there. Gordon, <laughs> you need to tell me what the right back achieved. I, I, I where the you could say that about them all. I, I, know, I know that. I know that the midfield was the same. I thought we were too. You, you could say about the midfield. Every one of the goals comes from absolutely no pressure on mm-hmm. the ball. Now, international level. It doesn't matter if it's Kazakhstan or it. If you put no pressure on the ball A midfielder will pick a pass And by the way That's an area we're supposed to be yeah, strong, strong in Scott yeah. McTominay just ran the show In Paris for Man United no, Doesn't, doesn't start yeah. no, um, the, no the big worrying factor for me tonight And and people come in for criticism Big Alex got to accept it When he came out and said We started brightly I must be watching a it was 2-0 game. down after 10 minutes I, Wasn't it? I, I honestly cannot believe that statement I think he means Let's take it very literally As in the first Two minutes But you're right No one's going to agree with that uh, Ryan you want to come back in? 
Uh, yeah, I wasn't saying that Andy Halliday's an international class left back. I just think you play someone in an international debut, so they're already nervous, away from home, in front of 700 Scotland fans, and you're expecting him playing at a position that he's played maybe two or three times this season at maximum. Mm. I don't see why Callum McGregor, who's put on that jersey multiple times, he's played there against Rangers, and he was the only player on that park against Rangers who was worthy of pass marks that day. So he can do it at the high-pressure, high-level games. So I don't see why that. And I also, right-back's always been a problem position for us. We've got John Suter, uh, we've got Scott McKenna, David Bates, all capable centre-back. John Suter's played right-back for Hearts this season. Why is he not playing mm. there instead of somebody? It's just, he's no international level, in my opinion. And this is what's going to happen, Ryan, is because... These these may well be valid. You look, particularly with hindsight. Having said that, had Alex McLeish started with Callum McGregor at left back, hmm. I would never people have would have played, I would never have played McGregor but, at left but, back, Gordon. Never, course, but, never. I know he played against Rangers. There. But we do, we do have the benefit of hindsight, and you yeah. just wonder. You know, you wonder if it was the right shape. If you lose your two first choice left backs, you've not really got a left back, and your right back is somebody you're not sure about. Why not change the shape and, and play suitor and play three at the back? And just to be clear, it wasn't Graham Shinney's debut, it was Liam Palmer's debut. And that takes us on to another point about experience. And again, I don't mean to do all of this with the benefit of hindsight. A lot of us were for a, were for a change. We felt like the, the previous group, if you like, had tried and failed too many times and it, it was time for a change. This is what everyone kept saying. Call up all these young guys. What about the guys that are playing in the SPFL? 86 caps between the entire starting eleven. And you have to say It showed Yeah but we, 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 we weren't up against Spain Or anything Gordon They should be able to go And handle that You're putting on you're Yeah but it doesn't help a, It clearly doesn't help because right, Okay but you're pulling on A Scottish jersey It's not like They play with their country, eh, their clubs They've got a lot of games They've played in finals They should be We just looked like a team With There was no game plan To what we were trying to do to, mm. You know it, I know Alex said We changed the shape And we tried to get The two full backs Higher up the park To give us a width you look at the midfield, the midfield were just running all over the place. Uh, McBurney up front offered nothing, don't get me wrong, never got a lot of service. We played that game and created probably one good chance. Yeah, yeah. That the, is the not Armstrong good enough. Yeah. Andy's on Twitter, he says, Alex McLeish has to be sacked now or he should do the right thing and walk, but it's not just him. Every player should ask themselves, am I as good as I think I am? Zero marks for everyone. Um, and Burke should never wear the Scotland top again. Um, uh, and... Eight in a row Two to go On Twitter Says I hate to say I told you so But I did As long as McLeish is in charge Scotland have no hope uh, Like I said Scotland have two chances Of not qualifying He's proving me right Time for a clear out Of the faceless blazers At the SFA He says Give us your thoughts We're going to hear more From Alex McLeish next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here with me Gordon Duncan If you're very very lucky And you've somehow been out And you've been busy All afternoon and you missed it I've got some bad news for you Scotland lost 3-0 In Kazakhstan It's not April the 1st yet We did genuinely lose 3-0 in Kazakhstan It was as bad as it sounds Maybe even worse So let's try and pour over some of the details It'd be good if we had some better news to discuss oh, there's uh, nothing, On the show On Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, where was that tweet that I wanted to read out to you uh, Taylor Scott says Just out of curiosity The slating that's been put in the players Who would the panel have played in the fullbacks With the players that were available 
Could it be time to accept For the definition of bang average Maybe even less So I mean it's a fair question It's alright to say Graham Shinney was at fault for three goals And Liam Palmer looked out of his depth Who would you have, who would you have picked prior to the game Because we know about our left back problems um, I would have changed the system I don't think our back four looked good enough um, I would have played um, two attacking wing backs and who though? Who then? Who? who I mean, well, who, who's, you, the, who's the left wing back? You, um, well, you could put Burke. Could have played Burke there. Really? No, I tell you, if you're going attacking, I mean, they played quite an attacking midfield with McGinn. You know, McGregor. Is Burke not famously poor at going back the way. Is that not? Is that not why teams have now started trying to keep him as high up the pitch as possible? Tell you, but you're going there to attack. Alex McLeish started with an attacking lineup. You know, what's the difference of putting Burke there? You've got you could. Perhaps have played McKenna on the left side there Who's got pace So anything that goes beyond Burke He's there to mop it up I, I, would, I, I would have played I would have played a different system There's an argument Stephen O'Donnell uh, At right wing back I think he's maybe Good job at that. As well. he, he can carry the ball You know 40 and 50 yards Again it's all in hindsight mm. I mean the players You know we're getting away from it The players should be able to do that job um, much better than they did yeah. But the worry again Is when They go a goal behind And two You know Quick fire mm. Blockbuster There was no reaction And that That comes from on the park But also comes from Off the park Gordon as well mm-hmm. You know If there's no change Or there's no There's no urgency You don't really feel You have to You know You're under no pressure That's the way it seemed The players felt like oh, There's no real pressure here We'll just go through emotions Paul's and Mulgai What did you make of it Paul? Oh it's I just can't believe it. Totally inept team selection in the back four. I had no understanding between them at all. And, you know, we could have played for strengths. I just want to pick up a point about Stephen O'Donnell. I'd have played Stephen O'Donnell and Stuart Finlay. Because they've got a partnership. They play on an artificial pitch. And we don't concede goals. Come don't concede many goals. Instead, we end up playing Norman Bates and Arnold Palmer. Actually, do you know something? That's doing Arnold Palmer the service. Because Arnold Palmer could probably get around a golf course quicker than that boy in Palmer could run a football pitch. <laughs> it took me a second there. I was wondering if Scott had made a genuine mistake. But no, yeah, as well. But on you go, Paul. Honestly, it was utterly inept performance. And I really do believe Alan McLeish has got to go. The writing's been in the wall for a while. And we've, all we did with the Israel, Israel result was just pave over the cracks. I mean, we lost to a, a third-rate Portuguese, a third-tier Portuguese team. Uh, we lost to Belgium. We lost in Israel. And now we've lost to Kazakhstan, ranked 100 and, 100 and something in the world. It's our worst international result ever. Do you know what? Honestly, I'm at the stage just now. I would sack my place today and give Theresa May the job because she'd make more of an impact in Europe than he has. <laughs> now that's oh, he's on fire now, Paul. He's on fire now. Utterly devastated the way it's went today. Paul, you won't be surprised to hear that I'm not going to get Mark Wilson or Gordon Dale's thoughts on Brexit. That's no. the last thing this country needs. No, no, no. Um, what about Alex McLeish then, Gordon? Because generally, I think as a nation we are quite knee-jerk mm-hmm. And we always go, oh, that's one of the worst results ever and The manager must be sacked after this And in the past, I think that's been too strong However, I just wonder if we are genuinely at that point Because you, you, you can't paper over this in any way I mean, Kazakhstan have got four wins in the last ten years mm-hmm. They've only beaten Moldova and Andorra in the past three years there is, n- there is no way of dressing this up And saying oh you know No easy games in international football And all the rest of it The defeat is one thing And the, the manner of it We've got a double header Which makes the timing a bit difficult Is there a serious question over Alex McLeish at this point? I think there will be now Gordon I think it's um, You know we can sit here and say Very easily after a game We could have changed the tactics We could have changed the formation We could have changed the X, Y and Z So and so could have played 
But Alec, for me tonight, I just looked at a Scotland team that had no game plan whatsoever. Now, I don't think they'll change them just now. I think, obviously, with a double header, they'll wait to see how Sunday goes. Then I think people have got to sit down round the table because I don't see a, a bunch of players out there, and I hate to say this tonight, fighting for that jersey. Mm. And you've got 700 people making a long trip and spending a lot of money, and they just they deserve better. And whether you can get beat, Gordon, but you've it's a manner in how you get beat. I thought we just gave up tonight. I mean, Mark, there is a there's a playoff place in in the bank. People can call it paper and over the cracks. It is what it is. It's a fact. We topped the Nations League group. We got there. That was good. The the, the big question would be now: Can anyone really see the, the current management team making it to, to that playoff? Mm, no. Well, for me, no, because I think there's. Too many difficult games coming up You know, Belgium and Russia If we can't take care of Kazakhstan With this group And I'm talking management group as well Then I can't see them surviving Until next March Is it next March the playoffs are? I mean Even the playoffs getting through in the Nations League Was a bit of a struggle as well In the end And there was question marks over that But we got there in the end And everyone was happy for a while And we went into this what should have been confidence I know there was call-offs And I know we had injuries And people say Well there was a lot of call-offs And that's another thing There is a lot of call-offs Which you need to Look into that also Why is that the case? And I think people went into this Optimistic But a result like that tonight Just puts you back To square one Alex McLeish was under pressure As soon as he took the role And a few bad results Put him off to a bad mm. start He went some way In repairing that But I think he's He's well back to square one tonight Paul? I actually just think I just watched an interview uh, On TV with Alan McLeish And I actually think He looks like a broken man The man actually doesn't look well I think the stress Is getting to him as well And I honestly believe It'd be the best thing for him And for Scotland If he just moved aside mm. John Clark is on Twitter Thank you to Paul Who makes I guess I think this is going to be Up your street Gordon John says We can debate the lineup And the formation all night long But the starting lineup Was more than good enough to win No excuses And I, th- I think that that's that's valid I totally agree with that If you look at us Especially in the middle of the park Which probably is the strongest bit of our side Our team We just we, You know I've I've watched for instance Let's say our captain Callum McGregor Who's been absolutely superb With Celtic this season And every time he plays with Celtic He knows his role He knows his responsibility He knows what he has to do I, I looked at Armstrong McGinn um, I looked at Forrest for instance Who's been a threat for Celtic as well It was like They didn't know what the game plan yeah, was it, Gordon. it seemed to pass them all by didn't it it, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't as if They had a terrible game In the sense that there were mistakes all over the place They just didn't seem to do but anything there, But listen there, there were mistakes Highlighting Graeme Shinney again Alex McLeish comes out after the game And says We told the players We worked on defending from in to out Now if he says he's drummed that in to guys like, you know, Palmer and, and, and Shinny. And Shinny is a good player. Why is he not taking it on? There is mistakes here. And whose fault is that then? Is it the management for not getting it through clear enough and doing it enough? Or is it then the players mm. who make mistakes? It's a worrying sign. Scott's and Bermullock. What's on your mind tonight, Scott? Um, where do you start with that? I mean, I, I, I used question. to go and see Scotland quite a lot when I, more when I was younger than I was older. And um, at least when I watched the team, I knew they had a heart. They, they, they would chuck it They would give it their best And granted There were some terrible results But 
stuff like that. But I watched that game today, and that I, I watched a team with absolute no leadership in it. That's my, that, that's what worries me. I love Callum McGregor. I think he's one of the best players at our club just now at Celtic. But he's never a captain in a million years. Never. He's, that's not his. That's not his game. That's not his style. You need a captain with a bit of but I drive, pick guys up if they've had a bad first 10-15 minutes. There was no leadership, nothing. And that goes off the park as well. Alan McLeish was a good manager maybe 20 years ago for Rangers when he won two, 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 uh, two trophies back-to-back. Maybe I've been, when I say he was a good manager, he, he, he picked a Rangers team that won things. Whether I agree with a great manager or not, I wouldn't say great, but he was good. He won things. But that was 20 years ago. That's 20 years ago. 20 years further forward. Do you think his ideas are still... Mm. Are still what Scotland as a nation needs as a team. Do you think that he, he knows how to instruct players? The game's moved on for 20 years back. Well, wasn't it quite 20 years, Scott, but I do take your point. Do, do, you know, do you know what I mean? His, his ideals are miles behind. Miles behind. Every other nation in the world is moving on, and we're no. We're going back the way. And we, we shouldn't be. We, we, I think it was Gordon said it right at the start there. We'd have a line-up good enough to win that game. But see if you don't put the, the right message in place... For the players They won't win mm. that, that, That's what I was saying Earlier on Gordon Because Both can be true So I read you John's tweet About no excuses Because the starting lineup Was more than good enough To win But even in some of our Really low moments Over the last 22 years Or whatever it's going to be Since we last made a, a tournament Even in those moments When things haven't Been going well We've had a Paul Lambert A Barry Ferguson A Scott mm. Brown can you imagine the reaction from those guys in that dressing room at half time? Do you think that would have been there this afternoon? I don't know. I'd be very interesting to find out exactly what Alex said at half time. Now, I know he used uh, the cliche on his interview about the rugby team, but sometimes that doesn't. I, I just think that Alex's mistake tonight, apart from you know the fact that we didn't know what we were doing as a team, I thought for an experienced guy now, Scott can say whether 20 years or he's moved on, but he's been in management and he's managed a few big clubs. He's won a trophy in England as well. So this is an experienced manager. I was waiting for Alec to get in there and really turn the place upside down, going, look for two substitutions, look for a change, look for a reaction. But what do we do? Mm. We stick James Forrest in behind and think we're going to get back in the game. To put it back... A bit more towards the players as well though Mark Because like Gordon I watched it And I'm thinking oh, Right we need to, you need to change something It needs to be anything But then you look at the bench And with no disrespect to the guys They're not saying they're, they're bad players But you're looking for attacking changes Let's be honest Yeah two seconds Scott Yeah yeah. Johnny Russell Came on Okay Mark McNulty He's playing at Hibs mm. It was his debut mm. Again this is not meant to be a slight on those guys But were we were we up against it personnel wise in terms of changes? Yeah, they're definitely. I don't think they're guys who can come on and change the game at a drop of a hat, and that's just the position we find ourselves in. Again, I have to agree with Gordon. There could have been something different done with the shape in, in mm-hmm. terms of that. Or you're looking at McTominay, who's sitting on the bench here. I mean, he could come on. You could move McGregor about, or, you know, to the left or whatever. You've got a guy like that Simon I mean, he, did, he did come on Eventually did Scott on is, eventually. That, is that what your other point Was about Scott? That, that was what my other point Was about We've got a guy Who's playing in the Champions League Last week And by all accounts Had a fantastic game mm-hmm. um, Was probably the catalyst For Man United winning last week And he sits in Scotland Ben So we as a nation Who are a small nation We can afford to have Champions League Quality players Sitting on our bench That's nonsense That's absolute nonsense Who would you have and left out In the midfield point. for him Scott? Uh, you know, Any, kick off. Any, 
had to lift Stuart Armstrong out, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, reason being, if Stuart Armstrong's a good player, don't get me wrong, he'll get beyond people and he'll score goals and stuff, but he's not a midfield dog, he's not a guy that's going to run a game. He's not going to run a game with his passing. McTominay's a different style of player altogether. And somebody's got to be the man in the middle of the pitch that can make passes. John McGinn's all about energy. So is Forrest. So is um, Armstrong. And McGregor's the kind of guy you can play probably anywhere in your middle or mid- midfield. Mm-hmm. But to leave out a guy with that quality to play four guys that are much a muchness or three guys that are much a muchness, don't get it. All right, thank you to Scott in Barmollock. Plenty more where that came from, but I want to tell you about this first. Clyde one. The cash register with wholesale domestic bathrooms, service, style, and value that'll get you talking. Right, not much luck on the field, but it is turning into a week of winners on cash register today. Linda, the first aider, couldn't believe it when Grant told her how much she had won. Linda, twenty-seven thousand five hundred and thirty-nine pounds and eighty-seven pence is yours. Well done. Oh my god, oh my god, I love you, I love you, I love you. Linda's not given a hoot to what the Scotland result was. She's <laughs> 27 grand better off. Uh, tomorrow is the final day of the competition and there is a twist. There will be a guaranteed winner tomorrow. So Grant will make as many calls as it takes to find that winner. George will reveal the final cash amount at 8am tomorrow on Bowie at Breakfast. It's never been more important that you're listening to enter. Text yes to 61025. That's yes to 61025. Two pounds to play plus your standard message rate. You must be over 18. And the full terms and online entry are on the website. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel are here. Keep the calls coming. It is very, very busy on the phone lines, as I'm sure you can appreciate. We're also on Twitter. And this just shows you the effect it's having on families. The result is destroying families. Gordon Diel Mackey has tweeted in his two-year-old has just been repeating some of the language that Mackey used when the game was on the telly. His mother is mortified that I'm not taking the blame. (laughs) McLeish out. The two-year-old is is shouting, you are... You are... (laughs) And now the mother's raging, Mackey's in the doghouse. This is is what happens when the results don't go their way. Touches everybody. Doesn't matter what age you are. If you're Scottish, that hurts. Hurts bad tonight. Honestly, we are in one of those weird situations. See when the full-time whistle went, my overriding feeling was... I don't want to talk about that mm. <laughs> You're kind of stuck here Until yeah, goodness yeah. knows what time But listen we're, we're getting through it together We're helping each other Frank is in Kilmarnock Talk to us Hi good, e- good evening Gordon Good evening Gordon and Mark Hello, um, I'm with the rest of the nation guys where, where do we start with this one? I mean I'm 43 year old um, We've all seen the Betty Volks era and, and things like that Tonight was was as bad as I've ever seen. I've never seen a bunch of players who, as Gordon rightly says in a couple of calls, I've said that on paper we should be beating Kazakhstan. Taking injuries and taking withdrawals out of it, that starting 11 should have beat Kazakhstan. That Kazakhstan team never won a game in qualifying the last time. Um, you look at that midfield, you've got Lee McGregor, who's just, to me, he's player of the year this year in Scotland. You've got McGinn, who's Aston Villa's player of the year, Armstrong. Forrest looked like a ghost. Buck looked brilliant for the first five minutes and then just fell out it. And take all the mistakes away with the back four. McLeish brings nothing, I think, to Scotland. He was picked, I don't know where he came from, to be Scotland manager. He was a pundit for years and then became the national manager again. And I think we've made a huge mistake. I think we've went backwards. Um, a lot of fans were calling for wee striking. And I think you could see why that was happening. But at least under Gordon, it looked as if we had a better formation. We are rudderless. Um, 
Alex has to go in my my eyes. And also, I don't think there's... I've not heard you talk about it so far. Um, are you aware that James McFadden and McGregor had a spat on the pitch at full time? Yeah, that's right, actually. I think yeah. Callum McGregor was and, asked and, about it, wasn't he, after the game? Yeah. And to add to that, guys, I don't know if you heard the, the story, probably Mark did, that after his last international wee Griffiths in the dressing room, same way McFadden came in and had a pop at him then as well. So I just think Gordon's quite rightly asking the question, why is there so many pullouts for this squad? Have the players now given up the manager? I think you listen to the calls tonight, the nation's given up the manager. We've got a playoff coming in, um, which might be a backdoor entry. And if we don't make the change now, we could regret it. Mm. And that's my point to the boys. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to hear from Callum McGregor, actually, Gordon. It's a, it's a strange thing to say. I, you don't you don't want to see that, but at the same time, after a result like that, I'd like to think there was a bit of pushing and shoving or a bit of a bit of arguing at the very least going on. That doesn't that doesn't surprise me. I think we can get over that. It was that bad a night yeah. that you yeah, would I think I think I would have liked to have heard that at half time in the dressing room. A bit of passion, a bit of you know, we're all professionals. Mark's been in dressing rooms, I've been in dressing rooms. At half time, sometimes I've actually witnessed a manager just closing the door and saying to the players, deal with it. And the players go head to head. Now they know that they're never going to be fisticuffs, but they're going to be a few home truths. But we all know that we're trying to get the same result mm-hmm. at the end. So in the second half, McFadden and, and McGregor, passionate guys about their country, we didn't have enough of that, Gordon. We need more of that. I'm not talking about two guys gone and... Yes, um, I mean, it's not to be encouraged, let's no, be honest. No, but... I'm talking about two guys, um, you know, giving their opinions to go and try and get a reaction to drive you on to the next result. See, see that there, what you're saying though? Shut the door. I don't see anybody... And that Scotland team That when that door was shut Would argue with each other mm. I And I've been lucky enough To play with a few of these boys Lovely boys Good good players Forrest McGregor Armstrong Souter Guys like that I look at Burke Quiet but All quiet guys mm. I don't see any of them Pulling each other up Frank was talking as well You know this idea That we should have had the players Certainly middle to front To do something And this is never Like we made it clear at the start It's not about picking on, on one guy But they were all so bad That you you can go through them and, and assess them Take James Forrest as an example Purely because How good was he In the last double header He was, he yeah. was, he was our world beater In yeah. the last double header He scored five goals Over the two games He was fantastic And today He was just Barely in the game So how much of that Is his his personal Performance level And how much of it is Tactically well, we weren't set up To get it, the best well, out of him Here we go Yeah that's a good point Gordon Because see where he scored these. How many did he score Five or mm-hmm. something Over the two games yeah. yeah See all the goals Came from when James Forrest came inside Today When I watched him James Forrest was never Off the touchline Never once off the touchline They also came Everything. from Either Ryan Christie Or Ryan Fraser Yeah And yeah. none of them You've got that. But James Forrest Every time he received the ball Was in, on the touchline With nowhere to go You know And he but this uh, is the me, same manager like, then you know. Yeah, it's not... But for me it looked like He was instructed to play that way Because for Celtic A lot of James Forrest's joy and goals Have came from him coming off the line And creating Where years ago He used to just stick to the line And run And try and cross it He's evolved his game But today He's stuck to that touchline And that's what makes me think He was told to do that I can't disagree with probably anything Frank has said there Even about where Alex McLeish came from In the running for the job I was the same I, We were in the studio actually when he got announced And I stupidly says I think 30 seconds before it got announced I don't think he should have been the manager Because he was on And it seemed like he was touting himself for the job And and he, he got awarded it for some reason 
And then I, I had to go back and say Listen, he's got the job, let's back him However, results like tonight And away in Israel Make it increasingly difficult to back him Frank, what about the group now? Because there was this And I know it never pans out this way But there was a school of thought that You hope Belgium beat everyone And yeah. then you basically try and take four points off Russia Assume that you can beat the other teams and, and that's it taken care of Very simple, I know that But all of a sudden that From one game down It looks like You know, it looks like it's going to be Uphill at the at best Yeah, I agree Gordon I was, I was hoping for a right good start I think the draw was perfect In terms of the way the schedule went We should have been And probably could have been Looking at nine points Worst case scenario seven From the first three games I think now we're probably sitting We're looking at TV through our hands if Alex stays in charge, guys, I think we are going to go backwards. I would do everything, and um, you might think this is a long shot, but he's a passionate Scottish man. I'd do everything in my power to go and get a Steve Clark. Can you imagine how organised and drilled would be even against the, the Belgians and the Russians? That would give us a chance against Russia. If McLeish stays in charge, we'll get beat home and away from Russia. Um, we, we'll end up fourth in that group or something like that. And that, that would be a, a crime. Yeah, that's just ridiculous, yeah I mean, that's it, Gordon Because the, in the nature of this doubleheader as well The San Marino game does nothing for you Because mm. you're, you're a... Well, it, it could... Mm. <laughs> let's, not, let's not even go yeah. there But I'm talking about from a positive perspective You've got a doubleheader Sometimes you hear all that Right, we need to park this, we move on um, You know, if you win the next game It lifts the spirits But anything other than a convincing win against San Marino Is not good enough anyway So even, even if And by the way, it doesn't look likely Scotland go out and wipe the floor with San Marino mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't really do anything because that's a minimum requirement and this is going to rumble on until the next. I, I, I think uh, Frank was right. I think the country was looking at the worst scenario in the first three games, seven points. We're not going to achieve that, Gordon. And I, I think tonight will take a long time for the heart to heal for the Scottish fans. And Frank once again is right. The nation just now is against Alex McLeish. Alec knows the score, he's been in the game a long time He knows what it's all about He knows that results, like say, today, really hurt you And put you under pressure It'll be interesting to see how he reacts from that And let's not forget, San Marino are going to be a wounded animal They just lost 5-0 against <laughs> no, Cyprus So they're going to be out to prove something Is it not still going? I mean, that was that was after 56 <laughs> minutes know, 56 minutes, 5-0 down So you're right Scotland must win They will win But anything less sure. than convincing Are you sure? You know what actually I, I said they will win tonight So I'm not sure Beat the pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday Wednesday and Saturday Right Time for some light relief Let's take a breather And play Beat the Pundit Shall we 01419511025 If you want to play tonight uh, Mark did you hear How Gordon got on on Tuesday? He, he quickly m- mumbled something, but I wasn't sure. I had, a, he was saying. I had a Wilson lost again. Lost no, hold on a minute, lost again. I've lost two in the in calendar the last, year. in the last four weeks. The calendar two year. in the last four two weeks. weeks. He's vulnerable, people. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. You up against Mark or Gordon? Be quick. You only have until the news at seven o'clock. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years.
Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel are here with me Gordon Duncan The post-mortem is well underway For Scotland's humiliating 3-0 defeat in Kazakhstan We could probably do it until midnight uh, But I think we will call it a day 8 o'clock We're still going to hear more from Alex McLeish We're going to hear from Callum McGregor And don't forget a bit later on Your chance to win £500 With the Stove Centre Glasgow And it's a YouTube you heard this, Mark Wilson? True, but I have been listening. Hugh yeah, Evans. brilliant. Tonight's a special as well. Yeah. I mean, last night we got to hear Hugh Keevans utter the words, I had a stinging in my privates. And tonight is uh, <laughs> just as good. Anyway, let's do this first, shall we? I think it's time. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Beat the pundit time. Gordon and Mark are ready. One of them is up against... David in Renton Hi David Hi How are you tonight David? Not, not bad, not bad Is this just to try and cheer you up After that dismal performance earlier? Well I never saw the game oh, But I saw the high, I saw the, uh, saw the goals there But uh, not to be I feel for the manager to be honest with you He's not a lot of call off So it's not fair on him yeah. Hard to judge Okay let's see if we can Cheer someone up Whether it's going to be one of you two Or whether it's David We'll find out Heads it is Mark Wilson Tails It will be Gordon Diel Who lost earlier this week <laughs> And it's heads Mark Wilson yes. Against David okay. in Renton Let me give Mark Wilson Some clay two to listen to And that way He won't know what we are saying David you've got 30 seconds Head to head You can pass Here is your chance To beat the pundit Are you ready? Okay In what decade Did Scotland first face San Marino? The 90s what ranking in the world are Kazakhstan? 164 Who's the top goal scorer in the Scottish Championship? Stephen Dobby What is the full name of Highland League team Forrest? Mechanics uh, Who currently has the most assists in the Scottish Premiership? James Tavernier Who plays at Bayview Stadium? East Fife Who did Graham Souness join Rangers from? Sampdoria Mark Wilson yeah. Were you laughing oh, at that? His face He always makes faces Either Faces that are saying The questions are difficult Or David's amazing So We'll wait and see Right let's find out Let's give Mark Wilson a bash At the same question Shall we Are you ready? Yeah Oh yep In what decade Did Scotland first face San Marino? 90s What ranking in the world Are Kazakhstan? 117th Who's the top goal scorer In the Scottish Championship? Pass What is the full name of Highland League team Forrest Mechanics Who currently has the most assists in the Scottish Premiership James Forrest Who plays at Bayview Stadium Oh, eh, oh. <laughs> Sterling Albion No 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 Who no Who no, did no, James no. Souness join Rangers from Sandori Well 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 David what do you think uh, I think I think it's close I think it may have nipped me in one I think it's mm. picked me well, Let's go through it And find out Just how close it was In what decade Did San Marino f- First place Scotland Gordon is delighted Because you don't really know What a decade oh, is I was so usually quite bad I'll go the 80s uh, It was 90s And you both got it right oh, So it's yeah. one all yeah, Good start uh, What ranking in the world Are Kazakhstan 117 Mark Wilson got it on the nose So it's 2-1 To Mark Wilson Would you like to explain Your thinking here Who's the but, top goal scorer In the Scottish Championship And you said Pass You do the bingo card every week You could have at least You knew it was one of them Dobie Dobie 
Well, it's actually Shankland. Shankland. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Which means none of you got but pass. I know. So I couldn't <laughs> think. I couldn't think. Oh, Sorry, that. I'm blank. Luckily for you, David didn't get it either. So it's still 2 1 to Mark Wilson. What is the full name of Forrest Mechanics? You both got it right. So Mark Wilson still yeah. leads by one. David equalises James Tavernier Most assists oh, is it? In the Scottish good, Premiership good, good. And then David goes <laughs> In front Because yes, it's David. East Fife Who play at Bayview Not Stirling oh, Albion Stirling He's been there as well I know Both bank. Bank. You wonder bank. Which means it's all going to come down To the last question You, you need this to equalise Who did Graham Soonis join Rangers from? You said Sampdoria so did David. And it's right, but so, so did, did David. David. Oh, yes. Yes. Done you. Yeah. Well no. done, David. David, well done. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Well done, David. Good well. man, David. The signed ball is on its way. The only person happier than David is Gordon oh. Deal because it takes the heat off him. <laughs> There's uh, no way you would have beat David there. Yeah, but that's yeah. good. How many did oh. David get? Four. Oh, no, 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 no. no five. I was going to say five's a good score. Baby. So you don't mind getting He's beat five. from five. I think you've had a bit of a shocker because the pa- pass so? on that question's. Inexplicable Who did David say? Well, he said Dobby week. right So he was still wrong But at least he, uh, I can't think I was under pressure there You know what it's like When the Bayview. music is going And I mean you've, you've actually You've managed I've managed it yeah, But didn't he take uh, I think that anybody. was One of your was that Good not, results was that, I was going to say Like joking aside Was that not the scene Of, of one of Airdrie's Finest results yeah, yeah, The season you were in charge What was the score again I remember it it was 4-0 four, four or 4-1 yeah. or something like but that But he thought yeah. he was at 4th bank He didn't you know <laughs> I thought I was playing Sterling <laughs> Sterling Ah <laughs> uh, well Anyway you win some you lose some You two are losing more often than not this week That's for sure right oh, Ever since one. he says we're unbeaten oh, 0-4-1-9-5-1-1-0-2-5 I think we're still to hear another bit from Alex McLeish Let's get a flavour uh, from one of the players Callum McGregor Captain on the night Says Scotland are nowhere near good enough Says the squad are devastated and he says they accept responsibility and that they need to put it right against San Marino. Obviously, we're, we're devastated. We're nowhere near good enough on the night. They totally deserved it. You know, we've we've just got to hold our hands up and we were nowhere near it tonight. We just never started the game well. You know, you come away here, you know, intimidating stadium, but you you got to start the game well and, and give yourself half a chance in the game. But you know, we lose two goals in, in quick succession and then that throws us off and, and we can never recover for that. You know, we just never implicated what we were trying to do. It just looked bitty at times and. You know, we, we never used the ball well enough. We never tried to get it to our front men quickly, and you know, and do the things that we were asked to do. So, you know, the players have got to hold their hands up. Massive frustration. You know, you come away, you want to start the campaign well, but you know, you got to play better than that if you want to grab points. We know it's a bad result, and we got to go again in the next couple of days. We've, we've got another game to to make steps to try and put it right. And um, you know, if we if we get a good result in the next game, then you know, we we can finish on that positive. But. We know we've got to be better than that. You know, we've just got to hold our hands up. We just weren't good enough. We never pressed. We never passed it well. So there's, there's you know, there's not a lot we can say apart from we just didn't do our jobs. I think you'll find, Callum, there is a lot we can say because we're certainly making a good go of it. You should see these phone lines. Ken's and Canvas Lang. Hi, Ken. Hi, Gordon. How you doing? Hi, hi Mark. Hi, Gordon. Hello, hi, Ken. Ken. I'm, not that I'm, a bit, I'm more than just gutted to the Scotland game today. I mean... That's going to be where that cost to the result in one of the World Cup campaigns that we had. It's not good, you know. I agreed with, it, with two of the four points that the first caller Josh made. The two that I didn't agree with was that the SFA shouldn't refund the 700 fans. The players should. The players should because of the performance that they put in. And the second point that I disagreed with was about McLeish should be sacked on Monday. I don't think he should be sacked on Monday. I think he should be sacked tonight and we go to San Marino without a manager because, to be honest, we can't do any worse than we did tonight. 
I, I don't know about going to San Marino without a manager because I, I, listen, I think the, the FA will allow them to stay in charge over that game. However, I do think they've got a big decision to make next week because we've been on here for just over an hour here and every single call, I think, has been along the same lines and I think that'll be all over the country. There is no hiding place with a result like this and we had a a previous bad result under him but he turned it round but this is really Mm. put the icing on the cake for some people so the FA have got a the SFA have got a big decision to make and we were right in what we say we've got these playoffs next March there is enough time now to bring in someone else to implement a style uh, and get their thoughts across to have a real go at that and to finish this campaign off and they may finish it off now Positively, but there's enough time to make the change now. Problem is, if you let it rumble on halfway through, you cut down the time a new manager potentially would have to get the players ready for that playoff. I mean, Gordon, does it matter? Ken's talking about, you know, it's mentioned Costa Rica, there are a few others. It, pr- it probably is the worst result in our history, isn't it? There's no, it's not really a competition. I want to get up and running, I'm not taking votes on it, but it probably is because there's losing the game is one thing. We've, you know, you, we all remember the Pharaohs and so on. I think, you know. Draws and whatever else But to, not only to lose But to lose so heavily it, it probably is Yeah And it could have been worse Gordon Because Bain pulls off A, a, a very good save uh, Just before half time It could have been Three going in at half time um, Worst perf- Worst um, result Yeah I've got to agree with that Because the nation tonight Usually get one or two guys on That'll stick up for a manager Or a player But everybody's Totally Against Alec McLeish and the Scottish players tonight for our performance. We played against a team that we should be beaten and we had basically one good effort in 90 minutes on target. That's a worrying thing for me. Would I remove Alec just now before Sunday? No, I wouldn't. I don't think that'll do any good. I would carry on with it and then it's up to the SFA to sit down and see where they go from here because the fans are totally against them. Ken. Oh, let's come back in, Ken. Yeah, I've just, who, who would you have? Who would you? Who would you like to see come back in? I know somebody said with Stevie Clark. I was disappointed that they let Gordon Strachan go, and I would have Gordon Strachan back. Well, me yourselves. Well, well listen, I, I was disappointed that Strachan uh, went also. However, I can't see him going back. I don't think Gordon would take that, and I don't think the SFA would would choose to kind of put their tails between their legs and run back to Gordon after what happened. Steve Clark for me is a good shout It was mentioned earlier I think Steve Clark may look at Kilmarnock now And think he's taking them as far as he can Kilmarnock fans may disagree with that But after the turn of the year Kilmarnock have, have been up and down And I wonder if he thinks If he would ever get another chance mm. At the Scotland managed job If it had to come around Not quite a defence of Alex McLeish as such LBJ Brady has tweeted in to say McLeish isn't the right man uh, but people are forgetting he's only there because we get rid of Strachan Then realised no one wanted the job If we get rid of McLeish Are we not back to where we were? And there's a bit of truth in that The, the high profile pursuit of Michael O'Neill To get the big knock back at the end of mm-hmm. it You've been there many times over the, over the years Gordon. Oh not just in football um, I wasn't talking about football <laughs> Football um, wasn't even coming oh, in his mind there Sorry. So, um, and sometimes you just, you just <laughs> you have, to, get settle back for, on the you have to settle for something, <laughs> something else. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that you're uh, having a good night out of me. But um, no, I, I, Mark's saying there about managers. Now, 
The strange thing about it, you're right, Gordon. Nobody really was jumping up and down shouting, give me the job. Once I knew what Michael O'Neill decided not to take the job, and I felt that was a massive kick in the teeth to us as a country, um, and stay where he was, that's fine, that's his decision. You you look at Steve Clark's, would Steve Clark want to leave a club job? That's a big question for managers. Some managers want the day-to-day running of a football club. Some, when they get a little bit older, think, no, I'll, mm. I'll pull back a little bit and just do the international scene. You're right. I, I couldn't stand here and say right now, what manager would I look at that today? And want with, it. And want that. That's, that is a sad thing about that job mm. just now. And it breaks my heart to say that. A, a job like the Scotland that people would have <sighs> ran for miles to get. Now people are looking at it and thinking, I mean, do you, no do you think the national job is an, an old guy's job, if you like? There's probably a better way of putting that. But <laughs> is there not. Uh, but it just seems that you know when we were we were trying to choose a manager Alex McLeish who, who had a terrific managerial career in his younger days somebody made the point and was saying it was 20 years ago it wasn't it but was terrific in that that period. time period he was managing however I just get the feeling you know listening to him after the game he's got on in his years and but you it may be a job for Strachan back and Strachan's probably is he saying no, older but well, listen. I think I don't think he's coming in, Mark. No. I think it's I think it's just who can take the the country forward. I don't. I'm not interested in age. Sometimes experience is great. Sometimes somebody coming in, it's youthful and get different ideas could be great. But it just is not an exciting, especially after the day. Guys will be looking at that job thinking, yeah, I might not fancy that at all if I was asked. Uh, I was going to, you know, I like this. Can I just? Play the, the devil's advocate as they say Or give the, the opposing view I'm not sure you can really defend Alex McLeish The only thing I would Maybe for clutching The Nations League was a success We were there to win the group and we did it And the, mm. the, the playoff place is, is in the bank um, Everyone when Gordon Strachanleff was calling for, for new faces Fresh faces, we want a new squad Doesn't even matter We need, we need to think longer term People said we're fed up of the same old people We want younger players in Now we've got that wish do, is it right then to rip it up after one qualifier? I think it was right to bring in the younger players. I just wonder how they would react or would have reacted to Gordon's style of management. Now, I get it that at the tail end of the qualifying campaign where Gordon was in charge, the, the finger was mm. purely pointed at Gordon for not bringing in players. However, once that cycle was done and had he been in charge for the Nations League, there was no other option, I thought. To get these guys in I mean, And Gordon I wonder how they would have reacted did fail in qualification twice He, cer- he certainly did Gordon Yeah I, I just think Now look We can't we can't be certain in this But the amount of call-offs We've, we've mentioned it a few times in the show yeah, It's a bit of a theme isn't it It's alarming to me When Alex McLeish has came in And I'm talking from his time in charge Now we can't be certain and say The players are liars But under Gordon Strachan Gordon Strachan When he was manager very rarely had as many call-offs It seemed like the players Looked forward to going there And loved working under them And I just don't get that Feeling from the players just now Let's see what John The Hamilton Ackies fan makes of it Hi John Good evening Gordon Gordon oh. Mark John um, I'm at a loss to Explain that uh, Performance today um, As a Scotland manager You put the pick Players that are in form, and he's got two guys on the bench there. 
one who totally bossed the game in Paris when Man United beat Paris Saint-Germain. Another guy that was on the bench that he could have been using was a, a guy at the top of his game with a team at the top of the championship in England's Kenny McLean. I just don't get his uh, selection. John, just don't just don't say that too loud because 54 so far tweeted in earlier not happy with me at all. He's not happy because I said that McTominay ran the show in Paris. 54 so far says that McTominay was a headless chicken mm. that night. So that's that, uh, that's amazing that two people can or watch that game and think he was a headless chicken in one that he ran the show. And with John, I thought McTominay was sensational in Paris, and he's right. If he can play at that level against the best players in the world and put a performance like that. How can he not get in our team? And when he does come on, it's for well, how long did he get? Twenty minutes at three 0 down. Hardly a player is going to come on and change a game. He's one who can probably manage the game in the middle of the park and break things up. Now, so surprised at that. Mark, Mark, I know you said earlier, and everybody's got their opinion. You said that you would change the system, which I think I agree with you. You said I would even played Burke as the left wing back. Right? Mm. You look at bring McTominay in. You would have to leave one of the midfield players out. Now, one of the callers said earlier it would have been Armstrong. I wouldn't have left Armstrong out because our only chance fell to Armstrong because he was the only player in the middle of the park that gets beyond and helps. So you would have to have left out McGregor, which I wouldn't have done. I would have left out McGinn. I would have left out McGinn. I would have rather had McTominay in there try to control the ball and pass the ball. McGinn's an energy player, gets about the park. But... I think McTominay on the ball in possession, which you need, I think is a better mm. player. And you need somebody to go differently and support the front man, which I think Armstrong's good at. John, you mentioned Kenny McLean. You're, you're absolutely right. He is in good form for Norwich. They're doing well in the Championship. Is it not just another guy, though, who in that area of the park is, is much of a muchness and we're now sort of just looking at anything that could have been different? But Kenny, Kenny McLean can be played as a right wing back. He's played that role at Aberdeen and well, He's very left-sided, John, is he not? He's... No, no He plays right Wide right midfield for Norwich Right right wing back um, Well, uh, that would be some two wing backs Mark with Burke on the left And, and <laughs> Kenny McLean exactly. on the this right is, This is getting worse What an attacking team that no, is, this is get, I mean, yeah, he's well, certainly left-footed, Mark He was always very yeah. left-sided up yeah. here yeah, listen, yeah, you're right, Gordon. Um, Kenny McLean uh, is doing fantastically well. I think he's been out for a period through injury, he's but managed to, yeah, he's managed to get himself back in the team and scoring goals. However, I, I don't know about that one, John. I think there's, there is better options in there. I, I just feel if you went perhaps a 3 4 3, you had the players to do that. I think you, you had room to play perhaps McGregor off one, off the left side, Forrest off the right. And McTominay and McGinn in there With Armstrong supporting Burke and McBurnley I think you had the option to do that But we can all throw up shapes I think Gordon said at the start of the show No matter the shape The players that were selected mm. Should have still been good enough to deal with that Okay, thank you to John in Hamilton It's 0141-951-1025 Now this, this will cheer you up This is an absolute guarantee 
Jordan Diel's already heard this this week This is a first for Mark Wilson It mm-hmm. is that time of the evening It's uh, story time Every night this week we're gathering around the fire With Hugh Keevans in the Stove Centre Glasgow Hugh is about to share some wise words From a famous footballing autobiography And to be in with the chance of winning £500 in cash All you have to do is identify Whose book Hugh is reading from Listen to this Some words you never thought you would hear Hugh Keevans say Being part of a team that belongs to everyone makes me feel good. A lot of the time, it's better than It lasts longer, and if it falls flat, can't just be your fault. It takes you to a higher level. Much better to be a soldier on the pitch than in the bedroom. There we go. Some things you never want to discuss with Hugh Keevans, that is one of them. But if you know whose book it is, call us right now, 0141 951 1025, and you could win £500 cash tonight thanks to the Stove Centre Glasgow. I'll play it one more time for you. Being part of a team that belongs to everyone makes me feel good. A lot of the time, it's better than It lasts longer, and if it falls flat, can't just be your fault. It takes you to a higher level. Much better to be a soldier on the pitch Than in the bedroom 01419511025 Whose book is it? Call us now You only have until the end of this break You can see the video on Twitter at Clyde SSB Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Get the result you deserve TalkToThompsons.com Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel are here We're going to get the full-time teaser up and running A good question for you to get your thinking cap on And take your mind off that miserable result Earlier on this afternoon Quickly though, let's do this You should know this by now Every night this week we're gathering round the fire It's story time with Hugh Keevans YouTube, if you like Thanks to the Stove Centre in Glasgow We're giving you the chance to win £500 in cash All you have to do is tell us Whose footballing autobiography is Hugh reading from? Thomas and Irvin is first up on the line. Thomas, I'm going to play it one more time and then you tell me who you think it is. Being part of a team that belongs to everyone makes me feel good. A lot of the time, it's better than... It lasts longer and if it falls flat, can't just be your fault. It takes you to a higher level. Much better to be a soldier on the pitch than in the bedroom. (laughs) Thomas and Irvin... I bet you never wanted to hear those words from Hugh Keevans Whose autobiography do you think that is? I think that is Andre Pirlo Andre Pirlo Straight in Thomas £500 (laughs) Thanks to the Stove Centre in Glasgow Well done Happy with that That's great Thank you very much That's cheered me up tonight Aye Aye, Well listen That's it 500 quid would cheer you up Never mind after watching that Scotland performance (laughs) Are you going to spend it this weekend Thomas? Or she's saving it up Yeah I'm actually working this weekend So I'll have to keep it Quite right Get it saved Sensible man <laughs> There you are Thomas Well done Thank you very much Gordon Cheers That was Thomas and Irvin uh, Gordon DL I'm just curious Do you, do you agree with With Andre Pirlo's Feelings on, on the matter It would never be in my book that <laughs> You said slightly <laughs> You emphasise more During the break <laughs> Definitely not I, I can't oh, no. tempt you to agree No No I, I'm sure I would go The other way And it's never flat That's yeah. plenty <laughs> 01419511025 Let's get the full time Teaser up and running Quickly Martin Burns Has sent tonight's question in Nine players Have scored for Six or more clubs In the English Premier League So nine players Have scored for six or more clubs In the English Premier League What was that? Gordon DL This doesn't really work on radio But He just 
He was dancing Was that a celebration? The thing was I got who he's dreaming Was that, was that Daniel <laughs> Sturridge? Was that Daniel <laughs> Sturridge's <laughs> celebration You Aye. just tried to do? He's not one of the answers Do that again no, the other Stand one. up and do that again So we can catch it on that camera Crouch, Pierre Crouch. Hold on, that was your attempt at the robot. No chance. Crouch, Pierre Crouch. Goodness. Wow. Is it? Yes. That was never the robot. That was Sturridge. That was you trying to do Daniel Sturridge. No wonder your life's never flat. Jeez, we moves like that. The nightclub's going to need to get that video put on Twitter. That's the worst robot. That's a malfunctioning robot, let me tell you. Uh, Right, Peter Crouch is one anymore. Uh, Bellamy. Craig Bellamy. Yep, Coventry, Newcastle, Blackburn, Liverpool, West Ham, Man City, Anelka? Yes. It's three of nine. You're doing quite well. Keen. No, it's four. Keen. Keen. Yeah. Which one? Anyone uh, Robbie yeah. <laughs> Coventry Leeds Spurs Liverpool West Ham <laughs> Villa Robbie Keane well done Who did we get Did you we Was Crouch one Yeah Crouch one Alright That is Awful. the worst oh, no, robot I've ever seen Oh no another robot Hi that's the robot <laughs> <laughs> That was definitely storage. It wasn't a good attempt at that either, but it was still that was good. That right, was let's good. take some more calls. 01419511025. Firstly, this from Alex McLeish. It was an extremely important game, as I said uh, earlier, and um, it's the first game, so we know that there's there's a lot of other games, and we know that tonight wasn't good enough. You know, it's it's sore. It's a sore one, and uh, we've obviously. Did defeats before, but the the fact the facts are that we're beating a team ranked lower than us. So on paper we should win, but it, I think you've got to give a little bit of credit to uh, Kazakhstan and the way they played and took advantage of of uh, us and, and our um, inability to get to the second balls, play it forward quicker, too many touches, and that was a big factor. Already on Twitter it's, it's, it's that type of performance You're getting all sorts of names Thrown in for who the next manager should be Even mm-hmm. though you know, we've still got one Neil Thompson says Sir Alex Ferguson Or Stevie Clark Scotty G amongst others Is saying Jack Ross um, Who else have we got on here There's loads of different suggestions uh, Coming in One for Scott Brown I'm not sure if that's entirely serious or not Paisley Boy says Derek McInnes Great man management skills Is that just about sums it up? Uh, listen Every once in a while Gordon You'll, you'll have a result that Really brings everyone together And everyone just jumps to the conclusion That the manager's getting sacked um, And they don't come around that often But this is I would say this is one It's very difficult To defend The manager uh, And the players after that result And the thing is You can't sack the players <laughs> You know we've only got a certain pool of players to pick from The only thing you can do Unfortunately for managers I hate seeing it you know, because we've done it for but Gordon much longer me and me for a limited time. Know how difficult a job it can be, especially at that level. It must be incredibly difficult. But I think everyone thinks it's now time for a change. Mm, John's in Cumbernauld. Do you agree, John? I agree. Yeah, uh, I think he should go. I think him, McFadden, and Grant, the three stages, as I would call them, they should go. I think it was an awful performance. Uh, black leadership. Uh, I know the biggest criticism is they don't have leaders on the park, but that comes from that has to come from the coaching staff staff as well. They need to inspire the players. He clearly doesn't. The amount of call offs that we've had since he became the manager 
uh, when you compare it to the previous manager, who had very little call-offs, wasn't very successful, but he built a great sort of a unity within the squad. Uh, I think the incident between McGregor and McFadden as well shows that there's clearly not something not right in that dressing room. The players clearly aren't doing it for him. We can't, as Mark has just said, we can't sack the players. We need to sack him. He's done the dishonourable thing of walking out in Scotland. He should now do the honourable thing and walk out in Scotland. I was listening to his post-match press conference. He was asked the question, should he go? And he refused to answer it. He made excuses and he didn't, he didn't even take any responsibility himself. They mentioned about uh, not having players available, players inexperienced, and uh, they didn't play well. When asked uh, about his own future, he refused to discuss that. So he's not taking any, in my opinion, he's not taking any responsibility mm. at all. He needs to go. Believe me, I'm not trying to absolve Alex McLeish from blame. What I would like to know, though, is why why was tonight so much worse than the, than the previous two games that we played? Because it was the same manager. You know, so of course personnel, but you know, if if this was game after game, and yeah, most of the results have been poor, but managing to do the business again in Albania, by the way. So again, no, no rubbish about oh, you know, it was an away trip, whatever. We we did the business in Albania. We then came back and, and managed to beat Israel. Why was tonight so much worse under the same manager? Here, here's my argument. You know, if if it's all about the, the manager's feelings, why was it so yeah, much worse? Yeah, he, he, the manager always carries the blame, Gordon. But for someone to say. The players aren't doing it for him. This is your your country you're talking about. Forget who's sitting in the dugout. Forget who your manager is. You should be out there giving every single thing you've got for your country. So the players have got to take a bit of responsibility. Yeah, of course, but at the same time, well. let, let's not diminish the role of manager. Not only does he pick the players, he, he puts them in a formation, gives them tactics, gives them their, their approach. So you know, we're not we're not getting away from Alec t- uh, not taking the blame. Alec. Uh, the the country has gone against the national coach tonight. There's not one person that I've heard so far in the time we've sat here come on and says, "Well, hold on a minute, don't rush into decisions. Let's see what happens. It's just the first game. Everybody wants him out. Everybody wants him out, and I can understand why. Uh, but it's up to the SFA now." After Sunday, which I think that's what they'll do, they'll sit down and decide what's the best way to go. But also players, I thought tonight, there was no fight, there was no spirit, there was nothing there. There were absolutely nothing. I suppose the difference we said about second balls, that that was another thing. You you get nights where you're just not at your fluent best and you maybe can't cut teams open. But at the very least, Mark Wilson, how yeah. how did we how did we fail to collect so many second balls? Yeah, I know, and it's a cliche that sometimes I don't like hear <laughs> heard because it sounds so old fashioned, yeah. but it's true, and it sets yeah. the mood for the it game. It's true. what gives you the overall impression of which team it's is totally true. Is I mean, the amount of times that Kazakhstan got on the ball, one second balls, but were then allowed to play was alarming. So it's not as if they were winning second balls and they had a Scotland player snapping at their heels after that. It was almost like the they won the second balls and Scotland players just backed off. And I suppose the difference from tonight and the games against Albania or whatever is I suppose in those games you had a wee bit more experience in the team. That's not the be all and end all, but when things are going wrong, you know Did we really though, other than Alan McGregor? But Alan McGregor, Stephen Fletcher at either end of the park you've got a top class goal and I'm not saying Scott Bain isn't because I think Scott Bain made a terrific save and he's good with the ball at his feet but McGregor's got that experience and at the other end you've got McBurney who I think's a talent but Stephen Fletcher 
has been in amongst that squad he's experienced in between that you've got guys like Ryan Christie and things uh, and whoever else Forrest who are playing at the top of their games tonight you just you didn't have that so I suppose there's differences like that but again I keep going back to it still the players and I look at the squad that was out there should be good enough to handle that and and the there is a, a question over the leaders We chatted about it when Daz says If the door shut who would fight in there If there was a McGregor and a Fletcher yeah. in there I think they would have a go yeah, I don't know about this team It would have been nice to get some sort of momentum Now the problem is And it was always going to be a potential problem There's been such a big gap Since the Israel game So mm. you were you were maybe never going to name the exact same starting eleven, But from that night Like we say McGregor is out the team since then Andy Robertson played that night yeah. Not there Ryan Christie played that night Not there Ryan Fraser played that night mm. Not there Stephen Fletcher Half the team So mm. any hope you had Of taking <clears> momentum <throat> yeah. From the Israel game forward uh, Wasn't going to work and, out And John, the thing with Sorry The thing with McFadden I I feel a bit sorry for James Because I think Whatever happened after it I think he actually shows passion I think he would be one Who would have a go In the dressing room And he'll He'll not have the The say so or the tactics he'll have input But the manager ultimately mm. takes fault I think James will be passionate in the dressing room John you want to come back in? Well it clearly didn't Well if they were passionate in the dressing room at half time It clearly didn't take any effect True Yeah. Because yeah. The, 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 the second half was the exact same as the first half you, You'd expect at least them to come out fighting With a rocket up their, their hookies But it didn't, it didn't happen For me that's down to the manager and the coaching staff Okay thank you to John In Cumbernauld Albert's on Twitter I think we're allowed To crack these jokes now Get Brendan Rogers in He's always been a Scotland fan He says <laughs> yeah. This is Albert yeah. on Twitter Alright what about this question Sent in by Martin Burns Nine players have scored For six or more clubs In the English Premier League Nicholas Anelka Craig Bellamy Robbie Keane Peter Crouch So far Gives a celebration Don't name him Just give us a, a, a celebration That he does And we'll guess it I can't, I can't get this one Um <laughs> I just made that up Defoe No Ooh, <laughs> Is that okay. your Defoe celebration? Andy Cole Yes Andy Cole yeah uh, Bent Which one though? Darren Yes Which other one? Marcus Yes Has he been a bit as oh, well? Is it two Bents? That's in the face You've only got two to get So we'll give you some time Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Right, we're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Gordon DL and Mark Wilson. I mean, it shows you how bad it is um, for the tweet in saying Dazzler for Scotland manager because it will keep him busy on Tuesdays and Thursdays. It cannot be that bad. Mm. I'm a bit suspicious though. <laughs> this 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 tweeter, the Twitter account is called Dazzler Fan. <laughs> the one made the studio. So I Hold on, I I seen him and his phone during the break. Phone. <laughs> Tweeting him, he's getting desperate. Nah, getting himself in for Thing, jobs. Things aren't so bad yet. The <laughs> address you need to send a question in to use in the full time teaser is fulltime at clyde1.com. That's where Martin sent tonight's question in. He's looking for nine players who have scored for six or more clubs in the English Premier League. Guys like Nicholas Anelka, Craig Bellamy, Darren Bent, Marcus Bent, Andy Cole. Peter Crouch Bobby Keane You've only got two to get mm. I've got one Have you? No Might have one Go cool. Ferdinand Rio Ferdinand Les Yes Leslie QPR You've only got one to go So we'll just leave it there Because you've still got A good few minutes left To get it um, 
Belgium and Russia Or is it Russia and Belgium Are about to kick off In the other game in our group If you can put yourself through it And try and figure out What on earth we need to do To qualify uh, Cyprus already battered San Marino I think it was 5-0 five 5-0 nil, five nil, yeah. uh, Earlier on in Cyprus Let's speak to John In Proven Mill Hi John Hi Gordon uh, I'm a big I'm a big fan And the Russian Oh, there somebody you needs go. to be John there you go. That's, that's there you too go, Thank you Thanks very much John Appreciate that Hey Mark <laughs> Anyway I'm just about this game Right lads man Honestly um, To be honest I'm not a big Scotland fan Right Even though I like to see them winning But I don't get my way to sit And watch a match And I've got a tail end yet Right I've turned it on about three now. See for the beginning When Alex McLeish got the job I was like That's just a lot the destruction Jobs for the boys And all that He's pal up the stairs Gordon Stratton Made a good point today On the telly <clears throat> He said The result terrible Obviously right on, Or the Whatever But he said You've got to get right back Right, right back Into the, the suits Up the stair And sort this I remember See Now Mark Gordon You know yourself If you've got a happy dressing room Or whatever You always want to be playing You always want to be in amongst it I remember Neil Lennon's name is mentioned for this job, right? And I thought, oh, brilliant, the SF here, moving, they're moving forward, I'm starting to bring in guys, they did the usual suspects, they're making changes and all that. I thought, yeah, good, and Alex McLeish walks in. All I'm seeing is, guys, safe players, players look forward to coming and playing for a good manager, a manager who, the bit of crack, and all, that, all the boys are happy, etc, etc. You, you, you bust a gut for them and all that. Scotland don't have that I'm telling you now I'm putting money on San Marino There you go Oof. Please oh. gamble responsibly mm. um, Listen it's, it, We'll never know The absolute truth In terms of the dynamic mm. But you can certainly see where Fans like John are coming from yeah. In the assumption uh, I agree with John And uh, I know I said Steve Clark era Would be a good fit for the job But I wouldn't mind seeing The SFA Thinking outside the box John's right It does seem to be the usual kind of guys, you know, has to be Scottish, has to be over a certain age, has to be, you know, had caps for the country or whatever. I would like to see them perhaps bring in a foreigner. Now, I know people will go, oh, well, we did it with Bertie Votes and it didn't work. It didn't work, of course not. Bertie Votes gave caps to, I don't know how many, probably about 70-odd players and lots of them just got one cap. But I think with that squad of players, and I think there is potential there, I think there's good players in your country and you're adding Tierney and you're adding Robertsons to that as well I think a foreign coach and a decent one at that and there'll be a few names not on the top of my head just now but a few at a job would come in and, and have a go at that Gordon says that people would when they fancy it but why wouldn't they why would you not fancy working with an Andy Robertson a Kieran Tierney you know guys like McKenna who didn't have his best night tonight but has got potential you know McGinn and, and guys McTominay who's playing the Champions League why would you not fancy coming in and working with that the, the the point John makes as well, Gordon. Some fans will all won't get over this, and I'm not saying that they should. There's this idea that they didn't want Alex McLeish in the first place, and they wanted to know they wanted to know why they they they, they had their suspicions that it was a you know the old pals act. That's the type of thing that you always hear. And then on the day Alex McLeish was appointed, he was unveiled at Hamden alongside the Scottish FA's president Alan McRae, and essentially the opening gambit when asked why Alex McLeish was the man for the job. Alan McRae explained that how they go way back and they're great friends and how he had a, a a big role in Alex McLeish's testimonial and they've known each other for years and it just didn't it didn't put people's minds at ease. People who 
accused them of, of, of being that type of appointment Sat and went oh, Look at that Yeah um, I, I think even You know As you said there Gordon When Alec was appointed There was a Big majority of the The Scottish uh, Fans Didn't want Alec in um, And this result Certainly today Has not helped him Because there's nobody Backing him whatsoever Everybody's looking for change but the big decision is once again: Do we change again? Where do we go? Who do we bring in? Mark's talking about foreign coaches. Is it a different criteria? You don't need to be friends. You don't need to be involved with the SFA. All Scotland fans are looking for is decent performances and results. And just now we're we ain't getting it. John, hi Gordon. Thanks for having me back in. I'll give you a shout, boys. And uh. And again, it's, 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 this is a cat on pigeons. See guys like Sam Allardyce. He's a guy there, right? He's been in the, in the game. He knows the game. I know he's an Englishman, but listen, that doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what the boy is. Somebody like Sam Allardyce to come in there. Fresh not, as I say, up the stairs. Gordon, the uh, presenter. You made a good point there. When Alex McCree came in, I, I remember the day he came in and like, oh, fuckingness. And he said, oh, me and Alex got right back. It was pals and all that. Listen, we've got to break this mould. We've got to break it because if we continue doing it, lads, and the, the football is boring, we're going to be out of Kyrgyzstan, etc., etc. Or just the fans are going to turn away. You'll get your loyal fans, right? The guys who they go everywhere. You get them. You see guys like myself. I'll be going like off. Oh, I think I watch that. But let me tell you, I've had a Sam Allardyce there. I bet I can ever. <clears throat> I mean, bring the boys on and and you know, Scott, I'm alright. They're playing decent football and blah blah. We need to break the mould. Because if we don't break the mould We're just going to carry on As we left off tonight I don't think Allardyce is the kind of guy That would come in And spend a lot of time in the coaching With the younger players I don't think that's the kind of manager he is Every club that he's went into He's battled for survival And I think the big moaning part That the Scotland fans would come out with Is probably the style of play I know that it's all about results We want to get results We want to get to tournaments but I'm sure if you're um, if you're watching Sam Allardyce's teams, they don't play a lot of good football. Gordon, I've got to say. The obvious question being, do we currently play good football? No, no. But surely, but, uh, listen, but, we're in the wilderness. We've been in the wilderness for years. I wouldn't give a monkey's how we got there. I know, but but we're talking about the change of the young players come in. Young players need a direction. They need to be coached. Yeah. They need to. Allardyce is not that type of manager. He's a man manager. He's not a training ground manager. I must admit, the thought of going to Belgium at the moment mm. is uh, stressing me out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, what have they played? They only played a couple of minutes there, and uh, the sliced uh, Russia Open in, you know, could have been one up. So, and you just caught a glimpse of some of their players on the park. I mean, world class players were coming up against, and we conceded three goals against Kazakhstan. Mm. You just think. What's well, going to happen They're number they? one in the rankings And they're not there for nothing They've yeah. got quality players It will be But we've got uh, more problems Before that comes round Gordon We've got a massive game On Sunday coming Yeah I mean on Twitter And again we're at that stage And the scattergun is properly out I mean Derek wants Harry Redknapp As the manager And uh, Jay says Slavin Bilic for the job Couldn't do any worse Harry Redknapp got that team of Ex-England players in decent shape, didn't they? So, <laughs> that is true. I mean, can't <laughs> uh, so, be any worse than the night. Just sort of shows you where we're at, and it's spreading across the globe because Jason Rogers just came to work in Melbourne, Australia, 
The guys at work have no idea about football And they're laughing at us Totally Truly embarrassing He says mm. And that is it It is that absolutely is it. that It is yeah. embarrassing Humiliating is, Mortifying And because you lose, you, you lose to a team Who is not really Affiliated with, with Top class football Now I know they've tried to change That perception with their stadium And Celtic have played teams In the Champions League qualifiers But When your national team mm. Who are so famous Throughout the world Lose to that It's embarrassing which nine players have scored for six or more clubs in the English Premier League? You've got Nicholas Anelka, Craig Bellamy, Darren Bent, Marcus Bent, Andy Cole, Peter Crouch, Les Ferdinand, Robbie Keane. The great thing about this last answer is I know that if you get it, you've been cheating. Robbie Fowler. No. <sighs> Fowler, no. I'm, I'm, I, well, I'm certainly not be cheating because I'm struggling here. Yeah, if you get it, you've... Give us a wee clue. It's got to be... Well, you might get it with, my, with, with the clues. It's going to be a player that's played for... Stoke and all the teams Blackburn and that uh, Spurs Blackburn. Spurs Middlesbrough Liverpool Everton Leeds <laughs> The last one <laughs> might, The last one might help you Hull <laughs> Maybe not Got it Yeah Hull. Got it Relax Gave you the clues It's in the bag Go for it You've got it Tell me when Because I love just getting it right at the end there so No people... th- this would be good Now would be good Nick Barnby Yeah Nick Barnby Well done <laughs> No way I should get that Well I just gave him all these clubs <laughs> Nick <laughs> Barnby <laughs> I'm still hitting a blank <laughs> Nick Barnby Thank you to Gordon Dale and Mark Wilson Much appreciated all the calls and tweets It was a really really busy show So apologies if you couldn't get through But the good news is We're back tomorrow from 6 o'clock Hugh Keevans will be here I wonder what he's got to say about that debacle uh, and he'll be joined by Derek Johnson Stay right where you are though Because Callum Gallagher's up next Keith Lemon is on the show tonight Not to be missed Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com